the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Monday, which means it's time for Money Monday here on the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. It means a conversation with our friend Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, and they will offer you a free consultation so you can get smarter about your retirement. That's very important. Lots of volatility out there in the financial sectors right now. A lot of unanswered questions and just a lot of looming questions. So that's why we have Josh on every Monday at 1230 and why we make him available to you, not just at 1230 Monday, but on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. here on The Answer. And Josh, you can reach his office at 614-917-1040. What about all the volatility out there now, Josh? I mean, I think uh, the phrase self-fulfilling prophecy comes to mind. I just flash back to the Depression. There was a run on banks, and it made happen what people were afraid was going to happen. The markets go up, the markets go down. But last week seemed a little bit more volatile to me than normal. Obviously, Bruce, it could be just a matter of you know cyclical nature of the stock market, and sometimes there will be periods of volatility, and other times there won't. But there was a few key things that happened, um, or or about to happen, uh, from last week into this week, and and one of those is the Fed's stance on uh, tightening up monetary policy a little bit. They can do that in a myriad of ways, but one of the ways that they've been loosening monetary policy is buying up U.S. Treasuries, and they had said that they're going to start tearing that back. On top of that, there is some debate as to whether or not they will actually raise interest rates. They said they will start to. But what does that really mean, and why would that add to volatility? Well, if there's less money in the market and the government has less ability to just carte blanche sell its treasuries, knowing that they always have a buyer, then people start to get a little nervous. And they start to say, well, where's the economy going to go? Matter mm. of fact, we're not the only country in the world that has a Fed. If you look at Japan, you look at other countries, they have something similar to our Fed. And those countries are still keeping a very lax policy uh, in injecting money into the economy. And we're seeing that last week, for example, their uh, stock markets did far better than ours. So what could be happening, and, and even looking this morning at futures, they're, they're way down uh, a couple of percent. Uh, I think this might be an indicator of things to come. Now, will certain companies, Bruce, do well over time? Of course. But if we look at the whole market in general, we could be looking at uh, a little bit different time over the next few months than we've looked at over the last few months. So how do you balance that, Josh, as a retirement specialist at Aptus Wealth Management? And you guys can get a hold of Josh and his team at aptuswealth.com. How do you balance uh, your in an investment you like, an investment that over time has been really good? We might be going into a period of time, though. What is that period where you think, okay, it's not really smart for me to stay in this with a retirement account. How do you make those calls? Good companies are good companies, but they may be out of vogue for whatever reason. That's got to be a tough decision for you and for other investors to make. I'm sure you've heard the adage, you know, life's all about timing, and this is no different. 
uh, really depends on where you are. If you're a 25-year-old, you know, I hate to say at this point in my life, but a 25-year-old kid <laughs> uh, who just started off into the into the uh, into the job market and you're saving, then and really it, it doesn't affect you other than you know your money's going to bounce around. But over time, we know you're going to uh, win and win by landslide versus other investments. However, if you're 63 years old, planning on retiring at 64, or 65 volatility in fact matters you're going to need this money pretty soon so does that mean that we pull it all out and put it under the mattress of course not but what it does mean is we need to come up with some strategy uh, simply put let's just think of it as buckets we need our bucket of money that we're going to be able to use over the next few years so that we can weather a storm and it's a little bit more complicated than that but but the concept remains the same and that is we have to have different buckets of money to uh, achieve different results so if you if you want to be you know very aggressive in the market and you're retiring in a year right now probably is not a good time to do that. Josh Pick is our guest. He joins us every Monday, twelve thirty p.m. Aptus Wealth Management is his firm. Six one four nine one seven ten forty. Reach them on the web, aptuswealth.com. Their physical location is Lewis Center. You get a free consultation for your time with Josh and his team, and you'll get a twenty five dollar gift card in exchange for your time. To help you patronize a local business, Josh hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show here on The Answers. Saturday's 4 p.m. Let's talk about those 63-year-olds or people who may be a tad older who are already getting Social Security, Josh. That's one of the buckets, hopefully not the only bucket, for someone who's in retirement. And the headlines are that there may be an increase coming, and it looks like a significant increase over what the typical increases of around 1% are year-to-year. Rumors are it's 6%-ish, which for the average retiree would be about $90 a month. That, to me, is a mixed bag. I'm not there yet where I'm getting that Social Security payment, but I know that that payment comes from somewhere, and we are spending a ton of money. It's, to me, a bit worrisome that government costs are going to go up because that's how Social Security is funded. Yeah, I think there's two ways we can look at it. Number one... um, we had heard during COVID with all of the stimulus spending that it would not have an impact on inflation, that uh, these were just, you know, it's political rhetoric trying to swing the, the tail for the other side, uh, that inflation was not going to be an issue. Well, the reality is it clearly is. If we're raising uh, Social Security by 6%, that means that inflation at least last year was 6%, probably more. Um, so we didn't print this money and get away with it for free. Mm. That, that's, you know, kind of rule number one. So as we look forward and you're doing your own retirement planning, uh, you can't look at the last 25 years being about a 2% inflation rate and assume that that will continue on forever. But we've lived through, you and I both have lived through the crazy 80s, and uh, inflation was obviously a heck of a lot more than 2%. I'm not suggesting that we go back there, or we are going back there, but I am suggesting that moving forward you might want to start thinking about a little bit higher inflation rates than you have in the past. But I think your question was, where's the money coming from? Yeah. And, you know, Social Security was already slated to run out of money by 2034. And we're hearing now that as a result of the inflation adjustment, that time's going to be closer, maybe 2030 and 2030. And the reason for that is, you know, all of us that are collecting, uh, not us, but all the people that are collecting Social Security are getting paid in two ways. People paying in, that money has been kicking back out to the recipients. And then over time, we've been able to build up a surplus. But today, we don't have enough money with just the people paying in for the people collecting. So we have the surplus account that's been kicking out and kind of making up the difference. That surplus account is, in fact, set to run out somewhere in the 2030s. If government doesn't do anything, 
the estimates that I've seen is everybody's Social Security payment would drop by approximately 20 to 22 percent. Now, do I suggest or think that that's going to happen? I do not. But the government has to do a lot to fix that problem. And one thing we've seen here as of late is the government isn't really good, nor has it ever really been, at uh, coming to a general consensus. So the, the, the terrifying thing, I think, is that they will not make a decision until somewhere around 2030, right? Mm-hmm. Who, wants to be the, who wants to be the president that changed Social Security fundamentally forever? So, you know, the scary part is I don't think we'll have an answer to that, Bruce, until we're around 2030. So if you're retiring today, nine years into your retirement, there's going to be a very big decision that you're going to find out that is made. I think that decision will be made uh, that people who are collecting continue to collect. But if you're younger, 40s uh, and under, I think you should really look at Social Security differently from a planning perspective because I think it's going to change fundamentally somewhere in the next 10 years. Now, I think you have to be right on the money with that given the kind of political climate we're in. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday here on the Bruce Hooley Show. His firm is Aptus Wealth Management, aptuswealth.com is the web address, 614-917-1040. Meet with Josh and his team for a free consultation at their Lewis Center offices. Get a $25 gift card to patronize local businesses. We see this with the down-to-the-wire increase of the debt ceiling every time, the down-to-the-wire, got-to-have-a-budget-by-midnight-this-date kind of thing. I think you're right on with the Social Security prediction. And I just wonder, you said if the government doesn't do anything, just from a nonpartisan perspective, Josh, what would you think it could do that you would look at as a financial analyst and say, okay, that's a smart decision. That's something that shows that good minds are coming together here and coming up with a workable solution. I think what happens, and this happens a lot in politics, what you hear oftentimes is that we need to do this, and they'll, they'll, they'll key in on one, one issue. You know, we need to raise the retirement age. That solves everything. And in reality, you and I both know that it, it usually doesn't. Or we need to adjust the way we calculate Social Security benefits. Or we need to uh, raise, if you didn't know, the amount of income that you pay on into Social Security does, in fact, stop at a certain level. And uh, it's somewhere around 120000 130000 Any dollar you make over that per year, you quit paying into Social Security. So the argument oftentimes is the left side of the aisle saying we need to raise that, take the cap off entirely. Uh, Joe Biden talked about you know anything over 400000 and the list goes on. But the reality is none of these individually solve the problem. Uh, what we really need is a sweeping change. Uh, unfortunately, younger people will have a higher retirement age. Unfortunately... Um, you know, the calculation will probably change slightly. Uh, if you wait longer to collect your Social Security, you probably won't get those significant increases, like 8% per year between 66 and 70, is the amount that your benefit goes up. So I think, you know, there's got to be a lot of smaller changes to each individual thing. The one that does scare me, of course, is uh, that gets thrown around a lot is means testing. And the concepts of means testing that I am talking with my clients about who fall into this category and we're very concerned about it, is, you know, you've saved your whole life, you've been disciplined, you've done the right things, and now you have a million dollars. Well, you're rich. So why in the world do you need Social Security? Mm. That's for people who aren't rich. So you just don't get it. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, in today's climate, I think that could actually get some traction. But fortunately, uh, I don't think any decisions will be made in the next three or four years. I think somebody will kick the can until 2030. Nobody wants to jump on this grenade. So I think we won't know until then. But I think it, to answer your question, you know, bluntly, 
I think we have to make small incremental changes. Well, I wouldn't call them small, but significant incremental changes in a bunch of different factors and not just focus on one because it does not solve the problem. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're reading the tea leaves correctly. It does bear watching, and I think you're absolutely right on the fact that nobody wants that credential on their political resume. It's a fascinating discussion, and we have a lot of them with our friend Josh Pick from Aptus Wealth Management. Every Monday here at 1230, it's Money Monday, and make sure you listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. Saturday's 4 p.m. here on The Answer. Josh hosts that, and you can reach his firm at 614-917-1040. The web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Get your free consultation, your $25 gift card at their Lewis Center offices. Josh, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks for your time. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. Dennis Prager joins the airwaves of 98.90 Answer at the top of the hour. The Dennis Prager Show takes you till 3 o'clock. Seb Gorka, then Charlie Kirk. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Top of the show, the news of the day is that the Ohio Republican Senate race got a little bit more crowded. Matt Dolan, state senator from Chagrin Falls, has joined the race. And he has confirmed on Twitter to a tweet from Hugh Hewitt that Matt Dolan will join the October 24th American Leadership Forum, brought to you by 989 The Answer and by the Center for Christian Virtue. That will be at Genoa in Westerville. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. Hugh Hewitt will moderate. So Matt Dolan is in, along with J.D. Vance, Josh Mandel, Jane Timpkin, Bernie Moreno, Mike Gibbons. So six, set another place at the table for Matt Dolan. Uh, He will, like the other candidates, have a one-on-one with Hugh Hewitt and then be on stage for a general discussion with Hugh and Aaron Baer of the Center for Christian Virtue. Uh, I would would hope Matt Dolan will come to this evening (laughs) prepared to be on defense uh, because his positions are going to be in conflict with the positions of if not all, then most of the other five candidates when it comes to Ohio's stand-your-ground law, um, calling for gun reforms, uh, opposing the fetal heartbeat bill. He's going to be... That's red meat for Josh Mandel. Uh, probably red meat for Jane Timken. J.D. Vance, bit of a wild card. Bernie Moreno. Bernie Moreno is the uh, the guy who can plead that he's gotten the most done as a businessman. Uh, J.D. Vance has been successful as an author, but I think Bernie Moreno has the most identifiable story for people who are looking for someone who fits kind of the Trump populist, outsider, successful businessman brand. Uh, But Bernie Moreno is way too smart to tweet some of the stupid things that Trump does. So uh, Matt Dolan's in. Matt Dolan says he's in because he interviewed a bunch of people around the state of Ohio at a bunch of events. And they tell him that uh, I'm the one with experience. I'm the only one that has taken smart conservative principles and produced results for the state of Ohio. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, But there is this effort out there to try to appear to be the most Trump in the race. Mandel and Timken are heavily invested in that. J.D. Vance has to be heavily invested in that because he said things in the past that will no doubt track him to uh, Genoa on October the 24th. Ma- Mandel will be more than happy to repeat some of the things that Vance has said in the past about President Trump, and they'll be more than happy to pin his ties to the uh, 
venture capitalist Peter Thiel and his Google ties onto J.D. Vance. Uh, here's Matt Dolan's quote. President Trump remains a big influence in the Republican Party, but it's the Republican ideals that he puts forth that resonate with people. That's what I'm focused on. Well, I can I can sign up for that. Uh, I just don't think I don't think this is the time and I don't think this is the place where a moderate will win that race. Uh, and I would classify Dolan as a guy who's he's trying to be the most Rob Portman like, which is, you know, it's a unique strategy. Uh, but it's like to me trying to open a new ice cream shop with the best tasting vanilla ice cream. That's not what's going to bring people in. So good luck to Matt Dolan uh, in that regard. I look forward to talking to him. I hope I get the chance to talk to him. Uh, the New York Times on Sunday had a front page story uh, about Israel assassinating an Iranian scientist. Uh, why would Israel do that? Well, because this Iranian scientist was the developer of Iran's nuclear weapons. Sounds like a bad guy, right? He appears to be all in with the Iranian stated objective of eradicating Israel from the face of the earth. So Israel sent in a robot-operated pickup truck with a machine gun and gunned him down. A violent end for a violent man. It is sometimes the only way. The New York Times, however, would have you know that this uh, bent on the destruction of the Jewish race scientist from Iran was not the hateful person that you might think he is based upon his life's work. Uh, Here's the tweet from the New York Times. Despite his prominent position, (laughs) despite his prominent, the whole genocide of the Israelis, lay that aside, move that aside. I know you need like a backhoe to move it aside, but just like, you know, just shove that aside. Despite his prominent position, Iran's top nuclear scientist wanted to live a normal life. Oh, he loved reading poetry, taking his family to the seashore and driving his own car instead of having bodyguards drive him in an armored vehicle. Well, he sounds like every man, doesn't he? The boy next door. You like to, except for the whole building a nuclear weapon to eradicate Israel from the globe. He sounds like a peach of an individual. Wow. How do, how do you write that with a straight face? Despite his prominent position. Adolf Hitler, despite his concentration camps, liked to paint landscapes. I mean, come on. Uh, bad news for the Biden administration last night, which is good news for us. The Democrats were hoping, you've heard them lump everything into an infrastructure bill. Now they're talking about, what did they call human, the the euphemism from the Biden administration, human infrastructure. People are not bridges, Joe. Sorry. Uh, They deem everything infrastructure, daycare, you know, all this, health care is infrastructure. So they can give away a bunch of freebies to people crossing the southern border. Now, why do they want to do that? Because if you give away a bunch of freebies to people crossing the southern border, they're going to settle in Texas, and they're going to keep voting for the freebies, and Texas turns blue, and if Texas turns blue, that's the end of ever getting a Republican elected president. Because if the Democratic Party has the electoral votes of Texas and of California, you got no shot. 
you got no shot. So that's why they want to do it. And they were trying to get immigration items included in their $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. Thankfully, the Senate parliamentarian ruled last night that they cannot add immigration provisions to the infrastructure bill and pass it with reconciliation. Reconciliation is an end around. And we have too many end arounds in our federal government right now. Executive orders are end arounds. I'm sure there's some constitutional scholar out there who could tell me why we need executive orders. I would at least listen to a complete and total elimination of executive orders. Because what it allows our presidents to do, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, is to rule by fiat, which is how our government was set up, expressly not to have happened. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.